Welcome to the Tales from the Stalls podcast. This podcast will feature interviews with equine professionals, trainers, horse enthusiasts, and the business people who have evolved the equine industry into what it is today. We will discuss all the equine disciplines and talk about lifetime stories from the industry and what has helped people intertwine their love for horses into lifelong businesses, passion, or recreational escapes. Tales from the Stalls is about the people, the amazing horses, and even our beloved dogs who spend so much time with the horses and how they've transformed our barns, stables, and stalls into our sanctuaries and homes. This podcast is brought to you by Equine Health Solutions. EHS provides your horses with natural remedies to help your horse perform and keep an active and healthy lifestyle. Equine Health Solutions has products for your horses made from various natural botanicals, which actually help with inflammation and overall equine health. You can find these amazing products at equinehealthsolutions.com or call 1-800-HORSE-12. You can find Equine Health Solution products and Equine Hemp Solution products at Teskey's at 3001 West 120 Weatherford, Texas. 817-599-3400 is their phone number, or you can go to their website at Teskey's, T-E-S-K-E-Y-S.com. If you're in Heiko, Texas, you can go to Keith Ace Hardware, 214 Walnut Street, Heiko, Texas, Phone number is 294-795-1746. If you want to check them on the internet, just check and search Keith Ace Hardware, Heiko, Texas. Please visit your local retailers and help promote the local retailers and Equine Health Solutions with their natural hip products. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to Tales from the Stalls, a podcast sponsored by Equine Health Solutions. My name is Callie Kopovet, and today I am here with the incredible National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, Miss Sissy Wood. Sissy, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So we just wanted to get on with you about your history in rodeo, um, how your year has been going, and then I also have to ask some questions about the Pony, Scout, and Stormy. <laughs> oh, oh yes, of course. But I started rodeoing when I was really young. I started off doing like the play days, and then my, we'd do like the lead line, of course. My parents would, you know, be running around the barrels just like everybody, and I'd get a blue ribbon or a bucket when I came out and I felt like you know I won the world and that's kind of how it all started for me and and, you know as the years went on I just got better horses and started riding better and just kind of started from the lead line basically when I was like four years old oh my gosh with that I do have a story that one of the rodeo moms down here Miss Stacy would probably have a problem if I didn't bring up with you it was, I believe, 2010 when you won the junior high pole bending. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. We had a bunch of the Florida kids out there. And Miss Stacy, I brought up that we were speaking here soon. And she she said it was the cutest thing that when you won the saddle, the dang saddle was bigger than you. And everybody was so happy <laughs> for you. And you just knew they were like, oh, this kid has a future in it. This is this is just the start for her. Now, did you win just barrels and poles that year, or was it barrels and poles? I competed in barrels and poles that year, and it was my rookie year that year. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday, because, I mean, I was building for the Nationals, you know, my whole career when I was, you know, under 12 years old. And uh, we were in Gallup, New Mexico. I won the poles, and then the short round and barrels. All I had to do was just hit one barrel and not two to win the all-around. But I went in there, and I just cracked and I hit two and uh, one reserve but I won reserve all around and, and rookie that year but I credit a lot of you know my success to 
doing nationals in junior high and high school because it's it's a lot of pressure at that age and people don't realize you know you're you're traveling and to prepare for this one rodeo and you have to make three clean fast runs when you get to nationals and kind of now with the pro stuff every rodeo was is like a nationals and when i look back you know you've got to be perfect because everyone else is going to be perfect and i know it's way different but i just remember going like this is it and now kind of now what i do now is this is it you know at every rodeo yeah yeah for sure i completely understand that being at the at least at the high school finals and the high school level and then going through the college ranks it definitely feels that way. The, the pressure builds the older that you get, but those years do seem to, I guess, prepare everybody for what they need to do when they get yep. to the pro level. Being that you rodeoed your, your whole life, and I guess how we all kind of go through the phase, obviously the national finals, that is, that's the dream for everybody. Everybody wants to run down the Alanua, Thomas, and Mac. What was that point where you decided, okay, I'm going to make the run for it? I think, like you were saying, every everybody I feel like always will watch the finals, you know, come December, and they're like, one day, I want that to be me, and then whether you keep going with that dream and keep pursuing it, like, I always dreamed I would do it, but then the older you get, you go, wow, this is kind of hard. <laughs> so there's a lot of good horses and a lot of good competitors. I guess when I went to college, I didn't college rodeo, but I, I did some pro rodeos, and I was uh, just doing the circuit, and I thought, man, this is maybe it's a little out of my reach is kind of what I thought at some point I was thinking about pursuing a law degree and going to law school but thankfully at the right time I got the right horses that put me into the indoor arenas and then I was like I think we're gonna try the NFR and put law school on the back burner <laughs> so maybe hey, that's fine. three years ago that I said let's go make a run for it is what, what it is. yeah did you did you have any of those seasons where now you guys, you were in the Texas circuit, correct? Just when okay. we started at your pro rodeo. Did you yeah. kind of go out and test the waters a little bit? Like the, the first year that you were really going on the road, a lot of the girls I've talked to, they they kind of go out, see what rodeos they want to run horses at, see where they're comfortable running at, or was it just full board from the start? Uh, definitely not. My rookie year, I wanted to make circuit finals, and I only had one horse at the time, and she was just, amazing for me to starting like to pro rodeo and um, I made a circuit final so that was like huge for me I mean I was so excited to make the circuit finals because it is it's hard in Texas it's a big deal and and I want you to make circuit finals this year <laughs> I've been so focused on you know trying to get back to you know the Thomas and Mac and want you make the circuit final so I'm kind of bummed about that but uh, <laughs> I didn't go out much my rookie year I went out uh, to like Cheyenne and a few rodeos and just to test the water, like you said, and, and I had so much fun. And it was the first, like, two years, I was like, this is really fun. And, like, you know, seeing all the different arena setups and learning, like, how where do you stay? And all those things I didn't know that are so involved with, you know, pursuing this. And not that it's not fun now. It's so fun now, but it's a, it's a different kind of fun. Yeah, you're not you're not in that experimental phase of well, maybe we can pull over at this rest stop and sleep for like an hour at the and kind of cut it short. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my gosh, that's funny. Now, I know you've placed at San Antonio, Calgary, Salinas. Are there any that it, maybe you haven't placed at, or what 
is there one that you just you really want to go out there and either on on scoop or on teddy just just go out there and either win it or is there just one that you dream of running at now that you kind of hit the majority of them probably san antonio that would be the dream to, to, for me to win san antonio i'm from corpus and mm-hmm. i would go to the san antonio rodeo every year as a kid and sit right by the first barrel and i was like wow these girls are just so fast and i want that to be me and every time i go back i just still get goosebumps riding there because i just I can literally see the seat where I would sit, you know, when I was 10 or 11 years old. And now I get to, to run down that alley. And that would be the dream to win that rodeo one day. That would be so cool. I know that we'll all be rooting for you on that one for sure. <laughs> now, as of right now, you've got Scoop and Teddy. You've run Scoop the last two rodeos, correct? For the last uh, two rodeos? Oh, yeah, I ran the, the last one. I had a pretty good jump last week. I ran him and he won me 15000 in a week, and I think that was one of my best weeks I've had all year. Thank goodness, because <laughs> it came at the right time. Well, I know we were sitting in here watching. There's the feed on Facebook where everybody posts the results for the week. I'm just, I am I know you're on it, but that's what all week I was sitting here, and I'm, I'm like watching where you're entered at, and I was kind of like, all right, Sissy's here. Sissy's doing good here. They're on fire. <laughs> we were as so lucky. You better start winning now. Win <laughs> No, I'm just like, it, it, everything's fine. Everything's fine. She's got it. She knows what she's doing. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I'm glad you were called because I would not. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're, we'll be your, we're, we're far away, but you're, we're your moral support down here. Everything's good. <laughs> now, how is it going up to the Canadian rodeos? Because I saw that you hit several of those. Is it kind of a different atmosphere versus the U.S. rodeos? I'll just say the people are really nice up there. <laughs> We're not nice, but they're just like extra nice. Like I was at the the Langley uh, Rodeo and I I won that. I've never won a Canadian rodeo. I want to say that these Canadian girls they're tough. Like yeah, and I went up there last year to some some rodeos and they're just freaking tough. I had the president of the Langley Rodeo coming up to me going, "Do you do we need anything? I mean, here's the stalls, but like the actual president's coming to the contestant area to ask if we like need something." And I was like, "Wow, this is." You just don't see that very often. But uh, and my point is they're just really nice up there. And uh, I like hitting certain rodeos and seeing, you know, how beautiful it is up there. But I will say when you before you cross the border, always fill up your tanks, your gas tanks, because it's hard to find a gas station up there sometimes. That's what I was hearing. My mom for a few weeks this summer uh, ended up going out on the road with Donna Kay for a little bit. And it was just after uh-huh. they kind of come off the road from Canada. We've driven just the U.S. multiple times, and that's kind of what I've learned going across is like the places where you can kind of get by without having to fill up, and then the ones where you really have to stress it a little bit. And now, uh-huh. since Donna Kay was telling me about that, I told my mom, I'm like, if we ever go to Canada, we're taking like five gas tanks because I don't trust myself enough for that. That just the hauling across sounds insane, but it sounds like so much fun. Thankfully, we've never had a problem, but it's true. It's like when you see a gas station, you're pulling over and some gas stations, this is going to sound weird, but like you have to have a certain card. And then that was new for me last year. I'm like, I don't have a card for this gas station. And I'm <laughs> trying to PayPal these people to like give me money and so I can use their cards. Oh, my gosh. oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. So with that, I guess when you're, when you are hauling now, do Scout and Stormy go everywhere with you? 
So Stormy is Scoop's pony, and Scout is Ted's pony. So they had their specific pony. I know, I know. It's so, because a lot of the times this summer, like I had two rigs going for half Mm -hmm. the summer, so that they would go with their little separate rigs. Stormy and Scoop just get along so well because Scoop thinks that this pony is his baby, like Mm -hmm. how he treats it, and the other pony wouldn't want to be treated that way, if that makes sense. So the ponies go everywhere. It's, I'm one of the pony girls, proud of it. I own it. Uh, the ponies stay at the trailer, though, I will say, when I go to get all the <laughs> you, you draw a line. You draw a line there. That's that is, where I draw the line. Yeah. I saw the, uh, the TikTok that you had made with the little boys. I can't remember what rodeo it was, but the little boys coming up and, and just brushing them off and doing their hair. I think that was the best thing I've seen all summer. So that, that means that happened a lot. They were, it, it does happen so much. People don't realize, I'm like, I have to put the ponies up, like, in the trailer when I go, like, make my run, because I'm afraid, like, maybe somebody might steal my precious pony, because they're, they are pretty ponies. And, uh, they but are. Boys, I mean, they were the sweetest things ever. They were like, man, can we brush? And I'm like, absolutely here's the brush here's the mane please take care of my pony because you can tell i do not you know give them enough care because i give it to the horse but um it does happen and i love it i I never get tired of little kids wanting to see a pony and i mean even at i'm 25 now i didn't get a miniature pony till i was like 22 and i'm still like i love these things so i don't know if you ever get grow out of it if that makes sense no, I to an extent I get that. We we had a stud last year who he was a very social boy. He was he was such a wonderful stud. He was from Judd Little. He was precious. We ended up with him and I felt so bad that I went and I got him a billy goat and it ended up where the billy goat had to go everywhere we went. But it it was honestly like being a little kid again. You just you love these things so much. You're like, "All right, they have to join us in everything we do." It was Totally. No. Okay, you've got to get the photo, you know, if we did good, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Now, I know you've got quite a few babies on the ground this year. Is there anybody that you kind of have coming up within the next year that you're really excited about? Are you planning maybe to stay on these stupid babies, tired of it's like These are going to be more like my like fun projects. I'm going to get some really good trainers and you know to break uh, to ride them and stuff but they're just like special ones and if they don't turn out I'm not like oh my gosh this is such a big deal for me they're just more like oh this was you know out of so I got a couple babies one of them um it's out of the mare that I first started pro and she was just such a, a rock star she was only like 14 too but she's so gritty and I wanted some babies out of her because now all all I have is gilding so then I'm, you know, I don't really do the breeding thing. I just, you know, I, I just don't have time for it. I know so many people, they do it and it works for them, but I just, it doesn't work for where I live. And these are just like my special ones that, oh, it'd be nice if, if it worked out. And if it doesn't, I won't sweat too much over it because they're special to me and I love them. That's, that's understandable. I completely get that. Does that make you more of a gelding person or a mare person, or is there really no preference? I need to know. For sure, a gelding person. For sure, I used to be like team mare, but now I'm like team team gelding. This is this is much easier. We're not dealing with any of the hormones. Everybody <laughs> gets along. Everybody has you know no issues with that. So definitely team gelding. 
Okay. I can believe it. I've always, I've always been team mayor. So kind of the same. And then I think over the past year, I ended up with three geldings and I'm just kind of like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. This is it. Oh my gosh. I guess for the rest of the year, what do you have planned? Are you going to try to, will you guys have just a little bit of downtime or do you feel like you're going to just have to keep going at the same speed until the end of the year? Kind of what does your plan look like for that? Well, I'll finish out the season. Um, we definitely have several rodeos planned up, up until the end of September. But October, I need a moment. I need a break. And I will give my horses their their two weeks, put them in the pasture, do not touch them, let them be horses. But I don't want anybody to stay out, get out of shape before December. So I'll keep everybody legged up and start going to some races at the end of October. But it's been a longer summer than it was for me last year. Last year, I had it uh just a little bit easier but not this year i had a key and i'm gonna still keep pushing till the very end because these girls are they're gonna do it and they're they're tough so normally i would say oh i'd keep them pretty legged up until december but everyone's gonna get a nice little break yeah do you get to when you're when you're on the road in the summer are you able to find spots where it's easy to keep them exercised and keep i mean keep them and keep them fit and then also kind of find spaces where you're able to relax a little bit or or is it just all go all of the time and they're just kind of having to run and and then get put on the trailer I guess is my question for that I think it just depends on like where you're at and the standings and what your goals are but right now after last week I swear was the hardest week I've done all summer I mean it was way harder than my fourth of July and even the week after there was I mean i I don't even want to say how many miles I did, but uh, thankfully it was worth it. And it, it turned out for me. But right now, everyone gets to kind of relax. Like Scoops had four days off, and you think you'll have five days off when I run on Friday. But everyone's really, most of these horses out here are just in such good shape because you're running constantly. And then when during the week when you do have a moment, you're like, okay, you don't need to be ridden, or maybe I'll walk around the arena just to stretch your leg but you're really in shape out here and and at least for mine I, I I don't do much when I'm out on the road because you're you're running so many runs during the week that you just really need just to walk them around and you know get their legs moving but everybody just seems to have their different protocols for on the road and again like a lot of the time when you're when you're hitting that either you're rookie year or you're just trying to figure out whatever opposite people it's always well do i do it this way do i do it that way and we kind of try to bounce off like how the how you how the pro girls are doing it and how you guys are able to maintain and keep horses and yourselves healthy because it it just seems like it's so much on everybody but that's i think that's fantastic that everybody's able to kind of go perform and then pick and choose when you when they do need to be exercised or when you guys are able to have breaks that is really nice so it, they so, gotta come. First. They gotta stay healthy, or else you're done. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you able to kind of take them for, I guess, basic checkups on a regular basis, or do you kind of just try to keep them where everybody's healthy enough that we don't really have to address it unless it's a real issue? Is it? Do you have that? Well, actually, with the man, there's some I mean, great vets that I've met up here over the years, and. I definitely will take him in. I'm just like, hey, you know, he's he's a little dehydrated or we're going to go, you know, this many miles this, this week. Do you mind, like, checking on, just making sure they're just good, you know, and 
they're happy and they're hydrated and if they need any fluids just to just like you know humans we get dehydrated if we don't drink enough water or just you know whatever it could be but and in you know going in these different altitudes sometimes can affect them but you just gotta really stay on top of it and and not let a problem happen when it shouldn't and i mean stuff happens but you can still just be like oh i see this is happening i better look at this or address this right now like for example i didn't have back shoes on scoop for because he hasn't had them on you know all his life and then halfway during the summer i had to put back shoes on him and because the, the, the ground out here is just pretty treacherous and i was like i need to make a change and i need to make it right now and i'm glad i did because then we started winning again but it's just certain things like that that you you have to address and you have to address it soon yeah that's that's understandable so we i think it was middle of the year you find house solutions we brought you on um we really were interested in you i personally i love your style i love your horse's style are there any products maybe that you guys have been using over this past season that you've seen a difference in or just um, maybe anything that comes from equine health that you kind of, you notice a difference between these products versus um, maybe similar products from other companies? Well, I start, I mean, I use most of the products, but I use liniment. I'll just like go through each one. So for like the liniment, <laughs> I got, so I will like spray it, you know, cause it's like a spray and it actually smells pretty good. Number one. And number two, I'll, oh, yeah. you know, spray it across Scoop's back and like his stifles. And I just kind of give it really more, maybe I'm, I do it wrong, but I just do it wherever I think he's sore. And even if it's like on his back or like his hind end and I've noticed a difference in it, I think it helps them. And, uh, compared to some other liniments that I've used in the past that I'm like, well, it could have worked. I don't know. But now when I use it, I'm like, well, that seems better than it was, you know, in years past. So I've noticed a difference in that. And I use the hemp flavin with before I run on him and on Teddy, especially on my sweet Teddy, because sometimes he can get a little hot. And I definitely give him that before his run. And even sometimes when I'm just going to like do a, a heavy workout that day and ride him in the arena and it seems a little nervous and I see that it calms him down but for you kind of have to see like what horse like the individual like of the horse to see like if you need to give it further out or if you need to adjust the dosage like for Ted I give him a little bit more than I give Scoop because he just he needs it a little bit more because Ted and Scoop's pretty sensitive and he'll get some and he's like oh that that's plenty for him but for ted you might i'm i give him a little bit more but i've yeah. i and but it works i just still have to i had to figure that out which is like just anything you just have to test it out and see what your horse needs and they both stay on the pellets every day and i haven't tried i've tried um the mud I actually tried it one time at the angel <laughs> i liked it and uh you know, i like trying to really well, I worked. It. I liked it. I was like, man, this is nice. So, I mean, it's just the main ones that I use. With with the mud and the poultice, honestly, if if you're running in somewhere, I guess, I mean, not not to rag on the ground, but Cheyenne. But if you're running it somewhere like Cheyenne, where when they sit down, you might have like a little bit of scuffage on on their legs. Yep. If you use the mud on them, then it does. It's essentially doing the same thing as the poultice as far as the relief factor. But then you're also using the charcoal for the um, for the antibacterial. 
So you're pretty much covered. Exactly. No, oh my God. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I felt so bad about that one. Oh, now, no, no, that one's fine. <laughs> Dear boys, when, so when, you, when you're going to rodeos, if you guys are up in a performance versus a slack, can you feel a distinct difference in your horses or are they kind of just the same across the board? Well, maybe it's not like a difference between like slack and a perp to me. I just feel just like just overall, like they're, they're just more relaxed through, but that is better for me. Cause then I know like, oh, in a slack, he's going to do the same as he does in the performance when I start changing the product. So I think that that's better, but that's just me. That's no, that's great. I love that. Um, and then definitely for some of those rodeos where you guys, you have the fireworks going overhead and it's, it's kind of chaotic. <laughs> I always, I always wondered how that went. I, I see all the posts from, from different ones, but I mean, I guess it makes the experience in a way. That's the only way I could think to put it. I need to try it on Stormy. That's my, my mini pony. I have to, I, I should try it on him next time we have fireworks. This poor thing hates fireworks, like major anxiety. And I'm like, man, maybe I should try this. I should try that next time and see if it doesn't make a difference for him. Oh my gosh, you should. You should. If if, if it does, let me know for sure, because I'll use it online. I will. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, Sissy, I appreciate I appreciate you taking our call so much and just being on with us. Um, we'll definitely keep rooting for you. And I I can't wait to watch you guys. You guys are amazing. Both Scoop Teddy, you Scout and Stormy. We love you guys all. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>